Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm Danielle Lantieri, an ITA energy medicine practitioner, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you awaken, align, self-heal, and transform. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome or welcome back. The topic of today's episode is really near and dear to my heart. And since school has been back in session, I feel that this is an extremely important time to share this message. And as you can tell by the title of this episode, today I want to talk about perfectionism and the detriments of hard work. That's right. Depending on your mindset, working hard can actually be one of the worst things you could do for your mental, physical, and emotional health. And when I say the word work, I'm really talking about any type of work, whether that be schoolwork, career work, the work you do to be the perfect friend or partner, the work you put into looking or acting perfect, etc. And since energy moves through intent, your stored belief systems, and the reason why you are motivated to work so hard in whatever area of your life that is, determines the type of reality you create and the energy you attract. So, if you are working from a place of insecurity, unworthiness, obligation, or fear, then that work is ripping you from alignment and causing a whole slew of problems to manifest in your life and your body you are going to feel out of balance and come up against a lot of resistance and stress. However, if you work from a place of excitement, gratitude, curiosity, or unconditional love, you will find that working will not be that hard. The resistance that used to be there no longer is, because you are in alignment, and you are following what fuels you and lights you up. It is inspired action rather than action rooted in an insecurity or a fear. And that type of work is of such a high vibrational frequency that you cannot help but attract more high vibrational things and experiences into your field. That is the goal, really, to get to a place where your relationship with yourself and your outward achievements and actions are healed so fully That you never feel inadequate or unworthy when you are resting or when something isn't perfect. I can't say that I am 100% there yet, but my mindset is a thousand times better than how I was in the past. I have been a perfectionist ever since middle school, and the need to be perfect really manifested in my academic environment. From 8th grade to my freshman year of college, I got nothing lower than an 86. I would cry if my grade was below a 95, and I am not proud of that behavior. It's disturbing to look back on it. I was so stressed, high-strung, dramatic, sleep-deprived, out of alignment, and I was always living in the past or the future, never from the present moment, which we know is where true happiness lies. It was a dark place to be in, and I was extremely unhappy. Yet everyone around me, from my teachers, to my peers, to my parents, they all congratulated me and praised me on my success. I felt so trapped, yet I didn't even realize that I was in a cage of my own making. I want to note that I'm not pointing blame here. 
My perfectionism was and is 100% based on my own beliefs and conditioning patterns. And pointing the finger anywhere outside of my own inner being would be adopting the victim mindset. With that said, I do want to explain some of the background of how the experiences I had and the beliefs I adopted sparked my negative mindset around academic achievement and being perfect. And I put that in air quotes because there is no such thing as perfect. And I hope that through this story, you can draw parallels to your own life and shed light on your own perfectionistic ideals, because most of us have them in some form or another, whether we realize it or not. Unfortunately, it is the nature of society we live in today. So here's kind of how I got sucked down that rabbit hole of perfectionism in school. I come from a very small district and a small town. And I switched from my public school to a private middle school when I was around 11. So I went into this school and had to wear a uniform and everything was different. It was a longer commute and I knew absolutely nobody. I was so used to having my peers sitting next to me in class also being down the block from me as well. So these people were complete strangers. And like any child, like any human being, I wanted to belong and I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be part of that community. And so the first few weeks of school, I'm kind of observing. I'm quiet, I take a step back, and I kind of just see the dynamic of this school, which is completely different from my old public school. And I start to notice that grades are really valued in this environment, not just by the teachers, but also by the students. Their grading scale wasn't just A, B, C, D, F. There was also an E, which is higher than an A. I didn't even know that was a thing. But I started to see the way kids looked at the students that would get A's and E's, almost like they were better than them and they looked at them with envy. And I also saw how the teachers would treat the students who got A's and E's almost better than the other ones. So that was the environment I was kind of thrown into without my knowledge and I subconsciously learned to adapt to that environment. I wanted to be part of that community. I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be seen. I mean, who doesn't? So I tried a little harder in school. I would come home immediately, do my homework, and study all the way until bedtime. And I got those A's and I got those E's. And I also got that recognition. And I also got that praise from my teachers and my peers. And I was seen as quote unquote better. It wasn't right, but it did happen. So this all happened within my subconscious that I equated my worth to my academic achievement because that's how I became worthy in middle school. It only got worse in high school. I also went to a private high school and they they ranked the kids in the grade by their GPA and they put it on a piece of paper near the office. So you could see all of the students with their correlating average, their GPA. The top 10 was seen as really important. Everyone wanted to be on that top 10 list. It was a goal that a lot of people had. And I kind of just in my mind thought I would never be on the list. I was like, I'm a good student, but not top 10 student. And first year, my freshman year of high school, I ended up being number two. And I was really surprised and I didn't even look at the list. My friend had to come tell me. And yeah, so that just sparked it to be even worse. So my entire high school was just revolved around getting the highest grade as possible. And not because it made me happy, not because it made my parents happy. My parents really didn't care. They just wanted me to be my best self and for me to be joyful in my life. But it didn't matter. It's like it just consumed me 
because it was such a deeply rooted subconscious belief that I had to be perfect in my academic environment in order to be worthy of X. And X could have been anything. It could have been a relationship. It could have been praise. It could have been friendship. It could have been money. I just really thought in my mind that that was the way to gain happiness and success and everything like that. And no one knew that I was struggling because everyone would praise me for getting good grades. People praise everyone for getting good grades. So that is where I ended up going into college. I went to NYU my first year and I studied journalism. And I ended up getting a 4.0 my first year of college. And that was really the turning point for me. I realized that I got this 4.0. I stressed so hard to get these good grades. And it didn't mean anything. It really didn't. I ended up switching to go to a different school. I took a gap year because of COVID. I didn't even go back to NYU. I was debating not going back to college at all. So in this year between finishing NYU from my kitchen table because of the pandemic and starting Stony Brook University closer to my home and choosing a completely different major, I learned so much about what really matters and about the value of education, not a number. And since I wasn't in this academic environment, I didn't have the same triggers to tell me in my subconscious to think and act a certain way. So I was able to reprogram my mind effortlessly. There was no test. There was no studying. There was no comparing what I was achieving to my peers. There was just letting my inner knowing really take the driver's seat. I ended up becoming an ITA practitioner. I wrote the first draft of a book that I ended up wanting to turn into a podcast. And I started this podcast. I started freelance writing because I did study journalism for a year. And I started to make money on my own terms. And it was so beautiful. And it all led one thing into another. And it was so natural and fluid. And it happened because I was following my higher self. And I was following what felt good. And I wasn't following the limiting beliefs that were trapped in my subconscious. But I will say that my perfectionism did kind of morph into other things throughout that year. But since it wasn't rooted in the academic environment, it was easier to notice, become aware of, and then intentionally let go of. So for instance, I, in the beginning of my gap year, always felt like I had to be doing something. Like if I was resting, I was doing something wrong, or I wasn't taking advantage of my gap year, or I was being lazy and silly. So I would fill up my days and my time with things that really didn't fuel me. I was just trying to stay busy to keep that part of my subconscious happy, to keep my ego happy. And since these things I didn't actually enjoy, they were easier to let go of. And since it wasn't something academic, there wasn't such a deep programming that it was a lot easier to release. And since I know not everyone is fortunate enough to take an entire year off from experiencing their trigger, I want to go a little deeper about perfectionism, what it really is, how you can change your mindset, and how you can find a greater love for the self, no matter if you are perfect or the absolute worst at something. People can adopt a perfectionistic mindset for many reasons, but I truly believe it all comes down to the feeling of unworthiness. But before I continue with that, I also want to note that sometimes perfectionism can be a side effect of a more serious mental issue like OCD. So if you think you or a loved one has something deeper going on, please speak to a specialist. We live in a world where what we achieve, how hard we work, 
how close to the beauty standard we look like, and how much money we make are heavily, heavily valued. Growing up in that society alone can cause anyone to develop perfectionistic ideals, and that is without the addition of social media, which allows us to so easily compare ourselves to others' highlight reels. All of this to say, don't be so hard on yourself if you have fallen victim to feeling unworthy unless you accomplish X. Unfortunately, it is an extremely common phenomenon. So I want to stress that your worthiness is innate. There is nothing you could ever do to make you more or less worthy. Gosh, I spent eight years in my adolescence equating my worth to a number on a piece of paper, and it nearly robbed me of all the happiness in the world. But I was able to rewire my mind and shift my mindset, and so can you. So if you're ever feeling less than, I want you to investigate that feeling. Find the root cause and put in the work to heal it. Is it stemming from school like it was for me? Is it stemming from an insecure early attachment? Is it stemming from an experience you had when you were young where someone said something to you to make you feel inferior? Is it stemming from watching your parents or your siblings struggle in the same manner? Is it stemming from a past life or an ancestral trauma? These are the questions you need to ask yourself. And don't be worried. You have all the answers already within. It all comes down to tuning in and feeling comfortable enough to shed light on your triggers. And then once you find the root, now it's time to heal from it and reprogram your subconscious to believe new thoughts. Never accept those lies that keep you trapped in a cycle of feeling unworthy, causing you to overwork and value being perfect over being real. It robs you from the present moment, and it robs you from connection to source and your higher self. How are you ever supposed to learn, grow, evolve, and fulfill your mission here if you are constantly diminishing your greatness and giving away your power to a false ideal such as perfectionism? You can't. You must heal before you can step into your true power. Anything before that will be clouded by the energy of lack. I also want to note that people don't resonate with perfect. They resonate with real. Meaning the more you strive to be perfect, the more you push away meaningful and authentic connections with others, meaningful and connection experiences with the world. When you let your insecurities run the show, you not only implode, you also explode. Everything in your life is tainted by that belief that you are not worthy without X, because that is the energy you are using to attract experiences and emotions into your field. So, question, why are you working so hard to achieve or accomplish something perfectly? Because the truth is, work isn't supposed to feel hard when it's coming from a place of inner worthiness and love. Work is supposed to feel inspired. So challenge your beliefs and your need to be perfect. Shine a light on the shadows that are keeping you trapped in a cage of unworthiness. And remember that you have always had the key to unlock it already in your hands. You were just too blind at the time to see it. Okay, my beautiful friend. That concludes this week's episode of the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I am so grateful to be able to share this space with you and talk about the deep topics that will help you to truly evolve in this world. With that said, I hope I was able to offer you something of value as you continue embarking on your journey. And I hope you put less pressure on yourself to be something as impossible as perfect. There is no such thing. In this life of contrast, imperfections are of immense value. Remember that. If you would like to keep in touch with me or browse my other sites, 
Everything is linked in the show notes. I would also love to hear from you and connect with you on an even deeper level. So please don't be shy to reach out. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'm sending as much light and love as I possibly can for the mic. I hope you can feel it. Talk to you soon.